what's good, internet, and people who downloaded and are not accessing the internet at the moment. I don't know what I was trying to go with there. It's really weird. It's really strange. You do this show for hundreds of episodes, and you just run out of material, honestly. Tyler, how are you doing? Get your dick rubbed. What? Are we... Is that the outro? (laughs) Are we doing the show backwards today? It is. It is. Oh, my goodness. And time for the new releases right now. Oh, my... Let's uh, stop. This is the PlayStation In a way, we should, because if we're going to talk Spider-Man... At the end, spoilers, which we will. I'm just oh my saying, god! I'm just yeah. We, <laughs> shit, I forgot that was this week that we were going to talk about Spider Man. Yeah, shit. I mean we're a little bit later to it, but yeah, yeah we're going to talk spoilers for Spider Man. I finished it. Yeah. But before we get to that, Tyler, we have to talk about everything else so that people don't have to tune out to the show and, like, look... F- I, so I don't have to... Here's the thing. I don't want to have to put a timestamp in there for people. So I want to, like, segment the show in a way where they can listen to everything and then stop listening rather mm-hmm. than the other way around. Yeah. Exactly. But then I have the problem who just who just for people who just want to hear the Spider-Man talk and then... I should really just timestamp everything, but I'm too fucking lazy. Yeah, I could do it, but I don't have a clock. I don't know what what our time is. <sighs> Whatever, people will figure it out eventually. Yeah, it's a it's a podcast. It is. Uh, that's just my thing, and this is a very controversial opinion. When people are like, "No timestamps," fuck you, man. Like it's a podcast. They're meant to be listened to as a whole. I get it though. I do get that maybe something doesn't interest you like at all and you just want to skip it. Or, you know, you uh, maybe it's it's very helpful sometimes when you're when there's a podcast that does video and audio and it's like, oh, I was only able to listen to half of the, the audio at work, but now I'm home. I'm just going to play some video games. I'll put the video version on and you just click on a time. Stamp. I get that. But I also, also, I'm just like, dude, it's a podcast. Just listen to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I don't know. People complain, find things to complain about yeah. everywhere. Yeah. But I'm not complaining this week because, nope. Tyler, I have my first fantasy football win. <laughs> I only had to score Mother. 160 points to get Fucker. it. Oh, my God. The other guy scored 157. Yeah. When I saw that, because I was watching the Ravens Steelers monstrosity that, that was, was a the terrible half, game which i'll get to that because that game fucked me from a win um i was watching that and the ravens kicked a lot of field goals and i'm like man frank might be host because you needed like 12 13 and yeah and, and then know, justin tucker just put a, me in a hole because it was it was a tale of two things there it was the steelers not showing up so they didn't get the running game going with the uh, james connor yep and then doubly, my opponent had Justin Tucker, who was kicking, who kicked through like f- four or five field yep. goals in the second half, yep. giving him like fourteen points yeah. or something like that. And I was like, you, you know, I was like, it's possible, of course, but you just never know. It's always a gamble. Um, but yeah, you got it. You got your first win. It wasn't Did- until the fourth quarter of the Kansas City game yeah. that I finally yep. secured the win. Yeah, Did because you see Kareem changed Hunt- his name. No, I didn't. You have to look at it. <laughs> I will. 
Because <laughs> it's funny as hell. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I saw it today when I was setting my lineup. Oh, man. Which I got skin in the game tonight. Yeah, we're playing Patriots each other. Colts. We are this yeah. week. I'm anticipating a loss. I'll be honest with you. You've scored a lot more points than I have. Uh, let's see. But we'll see. Let me scroll over. See who it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for you to oh, see this. Oh, okay. More wins than Frank. <laughs> Let's wait until that's not from, true. It went from better than Frank to more wins than Frank. Okay. I wonder what's going to happen if you're both tied in wins after this week. Well, what's going to happen is that he's not going to be able to talk as much shit anymore. No, no but maybe he'll change his like, same, win, same amount of wins as Frank. What, what happens when I surpass him? Dude's got to fucking <laughs> stop talking shit more, on the more, guy who's better than him at more fantasy losses football. Than Frank. Okay, well that's not something to brag about. <laughs> yeah, I got screwed. I feel your pain it, 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 to a degree. I didn't lose by a total of three and a half points in three games, but I lost by one point, and I lost because Tom Brady. While they were up thirty-eight to nothing against the Dolphins, decided to throw a second interception, which was a minus two, and I lost by one. But then also, I was like right after this, right, right when the second half started, I was one point off because Antonio Brown on the Steelers caught one pass, and I'm like, he needs one more for ten yards. That's a point and a half. That's it. I'm a winner. Nothing. The whole second half, nothing. So I'm like, yeah, that's wonderful. Second half, the second half wonderful. of that game was abysmal. Yeah. And then, then you, you know, as usual, you, when you lose, you look at your bench and you're like, wow, I should have played that guy. He had a few more points. That would have got it for me. But, you know, based off the guys I played, I'm like, just because of those two things, because he didn't catch one fucking pass because the Steelers offense sucked and he had to throw a second interception while being up by 38 points. I mean, so for me, <sighs> that situation, like I was roll, it was rolling through my head between the Sunday night game and the Monday night game was I was looking at my bench and I was like, man, all these wide receivers had more points than Michael Thomas. But there was no way in the, in the world that I was not going to play Michael Thomas. Yeah. But it's, it still played around in my head like, man, if I would have just like seen this coming. And also, the Texans defense was lighting the Colts up. And then the Colts And then back. they came back. And I'm like, are you serious? Because they had... 16 points, I think, at one point for me, and yeah. ended up with eight. And I'm like, come on. So I feel like I should have had, honestly, like a pretty solid day and came away with a victory. And I got screwed, man. It's okay. That's fancy football. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, this week's a little bit tricky for me because the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I have their defense, are playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. So I'm. Uh, right this week I'm this week and this week only I'm streaming my my defense in playing oh wow there's a, there's a notification if you heard that sound because actually no I forgot I changed the settings here so you don't hear sounds like that great awesome because I know what I'm doing but this week I'm playing the Ravens defense against the Cleveland Browns and I hope Baker Mayfield doesn't go off yeah who knows who knows I'm playing the Broncos defense against the Jets. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, Which you got. It. I'm. I'm oh. hoping the Broncos have an all right defense. The Jets sort of suck, but the Jets went off that first week. Maybe that was a fluke. So far, I, it's. I'm been gonna a fluke. say it's a fluke. It's probably a fluke. The Jets are bad. Yeah, they are. 
Yeah, fantasy football. I went to bed Sunday night after just knowing that I lost, and I'm like, I can't fucking sleep now. I'm just pissed. Dude, I couldn't sleep <laughs> after, like, thinking, oh, God, I need Kareem Hunt to get me 17 points. Shit, is that going to happen against the Denver Broncos defense? Yeah. And it, it did. At least neither of our games was like one of the other ones in our league. It was 176 to 76. Five or yeah, something like that. The player with 75 points was an absolute dumbass that week. Although looking at their bench, they didn't have much either. No, like it wouldn't have even been close regardless. But I was like, wow. And, and the worst part was like he could have scored more than 176. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I Dude, he's put up big numbers this season. It's going to cool off. It's especially going to cool off this week when Alvin Kamara is splitting uh, snaps with Mark Ingram. Maybe, maybe. But that's enough fantasy football talk, y'all. Yeah. This is a podcast about video games. The PlayStation Report. I don't think I named the show yet in talking about the show. It's a fantasy football podcast. It's not a fantasy football podcast. (laughs) I mean, if we could get get everyone in a room that's in the league... Which, oh, is the, not, the, which is not possible. No, but the amount it. of shit talking that would happen. Oh yeah. my goodness. That would be interesting. Sundays are always fun. Just seeing the text flying back and forth mm-hmm. on things. You know what? I, it would be a bummer, but if I, I would like to host a podcast like that where I do one-on-one with people in the league. I don't play. I'm just the commissioner, and I just do one-on-one podcasts with everyone in the league. Mm-hmm. But then I wouldn't be able to play, and that would be kind of lame. Yeah. Yeah. Fantasy yeah, football is fun. Yeah. It is fun. But video games are fun too, Tyler. Mm-hmm. And I know we've been playing some video games. Tyler, tell me about your video games. I've I finished Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, so I'm just going to save that and we'll talk yes. at the end all about Spider-Man. Um, but I sat down whatever day that was and just did it and it was fun hmm. um otherwise uh, a little bit of destiny 2 forsaken that we played i, I, I think I, I spotted you cheating on playstation there as i walked in on you i did yeah i've been playing some f boys horizon 4 yeah which is just magic i mean i've been playing it too it's a very good video game it's a fucking it's fantastic one of my favorite game. games this year and that's why besides the little bit of destiny 2 forsaken spider-man that's all I played this week. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, yeah, just we played some Gambit, and that was that was fun. Gambit's great. We've talked about it a lot. Yeah, we had a we had a very interesting game in Gambit where I got stuck in the waiting room. Yeah, that was and crazy. I had to kill myself to get yeah, out of it. That was crazy. and then we came back and yes, won because we were screwed because we were, you were trying to figure out how to get out. We were just down by being down a player, and then came back and just rammed it down their face. That yeah. was very satisfying. Um, yeah, it's a that's a good video game. I think I'm up to five thirty seven or eight right now. Cool. I'm in like five twelve, I think. So it's getting there. Still got to do my weekly stuff this week. I didn't have much time to do it. I was yeah. playing other things. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that that's all all that I've played. I am getting Assassin's Creed Odyssey tomorrow, so yeah. I should been have been seeing some some thoughts mixed things on it actually on the internet yeah i've seen most of the reviews are in like the good range of like eight um seen 
it's apparently the highest scoring. Now, granted, every reviewer is different, but it's the highest scoring Assassin's Creed game for IGN. Okay. Because they had like a what is IGN given given every Assassin's Creed game, and they gave it a nine point two. Hmm. I think and said it's in the league with The Witcher Three and stuff like really? that. And I'm like, okay, I'll, that's that, I mean, that. Those are some big hey man, words. Dude must have loved the game, and that's totally cool. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to play it ourselves and see. Um, it's just to me, if it's a, if it's anything like Origins, which it seems like it is in a lot of cases. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to playing playing it though. Hmm. So I'll have some thoughts on that one next week. Yeah. What about you? Oh man, what about me, man? What are you What are you trying to interrogate out of me? I've been playing some video games. Yeah. I didn't actually play Dragon Quest Eleven like I said I would. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm actually I I'm in the process of writing something up about that that might explain why I am reluctant to continue that video game. Um. Then uh, I played some Destiny, as we said. It's it's a good game. Uh, Destiny Two. That's enough talk about Destiny Two this week. You look like you're about to say something. I I I just wanted to also bring up our epic Madden game. Oh from yes, last Thursday. Yes. So the past two weeks. You know, we, I wasn't going to embarrass you like this, but. Dude, I have nothing to be embarrassed of because it was a great game. We've been playing Madden after we record the show, and uh, we do random teams like usual. You got the Detroit Lions. I got the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, you were ramming it down my face. Yeah, in the first half. Yeah. 14 to nothing, I think yeah, it was. in the first half. And then I then I sat back and let let the game happen. Yeah. The, the, then, then it just kind of happened, and, and I ended up with the ball like a lot Uh in the second half, it felt like, and finally, and, and it was awful. My dudes dropped two touchdowns right in the end zone, just in their hands, right in it their guts. Wet. It was slippery. It was wet. It, it was, was raining. It was, but I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, it should be tied right now. I missed a field goal, barely. So I was like hosed. It, it was down to the last two minutes, and I I scored, I had all these yards now Grant also threw some picks but I was moving the ball in the second half nothing nothing to show it was awful um finally scored 14 you scored all 14 points in the fourth quarter in the last two minutes yeah in the last two minutes (laughs) it was crazy yeah I scored one touchdown and then I had one last chance and I just I had no timeouts just quick random play quick audible to a play that I had no clue tight end tight end straight down the middle of the field I'm like I know this is passing play but I don't know the routes and I'm like I hope a dude is going long because I'm just going to heave it up and say YOLO and my tight end blew right past your two defenders and I just dropped it right over top of him into him touchdown uh, 14 14 that was ridiculous it was awesome and then we so we went to overtime and I just I blew it you know I had all that momentum the overtime was kind of a comedy of errors too because you threw an interception early on and I was like I'll just kick a field goal from here and I ended up missing that field goal but then I got the ball back and eventually won I had my chances I just ran out of steam and I just wasn't moving the ball well and then you 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 had to win it was an epic game it it was it was a ton of fun um yeah you just can't run against me, man. Every game we've played, you I just know. can't run against me. I know. Me. And, and what's crazy is I can't run against you, but I can run against Sam. 
I run against Sam all the time. It's like how you ran against me in that game. Mm-hmm. Like you ran the ball really well. I could I can't do shit, so I'm just relying on passing, which makes it very simple and, and easy for you, and it's risky for me. Uh, I'm mixing up zone and man on you, man. You, you get it was get all like it, it just it sucks because then once you throw a pick or two, even though you shouldn't, you, you feel like you got to play it safe. So you're not going to take the risky plays anymore. So that's what was kind of happening in the first half for me. And then I'm just like, screw it. I have to do something. And then it ended up going a little bit better for me. Yeah, we've had some epic games recently. Yeah. It's it's been yeah, it's a good time. It is. Uh, I also played today. I played and finished episode one of Life is Strange two. Oh, cool! How is it? It. I think this is going to be my favorite Life is Strange game yet. Whoa! 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 Yeah, and I really like those games. That's a bold, bold claim, boy. I yeah, I think they've they've improved a lot with Life is Strange over the course of these games, and I think Life is Strange Two is just a continue, uh, continuation of that. And it, I I really like the direction it's going going with like the the environments are feel more fleshed out. There's there's a lot more to look at. Um, there I think the relationships are better written and i i think the characters are more likable in this okay uh they it seems it seems a lot less cheesy because i how's the dialogue is it the dialogue is a lot better it's it seems uh, it seems like it's not leaning as much on trying to be like just being hipster and that kind of stuff which is okay it was okay for life is strange but this seems more honest about how teens talk right uh, rather than trying to maybe satire it a little bit. So it's two brothers, right? It is two brothers, Sean and uh, Daniel. Daniel, okay. Very cool. What What is like the life is strange element to this? Like in, in the first game, you could rewind time. So it doesn't really dive into the supernatural as a gameplay mechanic in episode one. You do see elements of it and definitely towards the end, it is revealed what that's going to be moving okay. forward. Cool. Uh, but it doesn't become a gameplay mechanic at all through this. I got you. Uh, and does it very clearly tie into captain spirit? The at the end of the demo? episode, uh, you're in a snowy area. area. Okay. All right. All right. When when it like when it's at you know after the credits roll and then it does, previews the next episode. Mm-hmm. So I think episode two is going to involve that. Cool. Right on. Uh, so yeah, I think they're they're definitely writing this in the. the modern day political climate this takes place in 2016 late 2016 in october mm. uh right after the election okay or, right. no wait no wait what when was the election it's, yeah it was 2016 yeah yep. but is is it october right november or november no well i guess they might be because there are some text messages that i read mm-hmm. that make it that draw i draws the line a little bit between things that makes it sound like they were talking on the night of the election. I see. So it might it might have been something else. It might have been a class election or something. But it 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 does play a lot on the political climate. There is definitely uh, some characters that are really shitty. Um, you, yeah, it's it plays a lot on that a, a lot of uh, 
stuff about police violence and the mm. police police the role of police in communities um it plays on uh like immigrants uh race relations between white people and latino people um it's it's got a lot of stuff in there it says a lot of stuff but it doesn't shove it in your face all that much it's just it, this is just the story of what's happening it, it's not trying to send a message like that. It's just well, depending on how they do it, it sounds like from what you're saying, they do it well. Like it makes it seem a little bit more natural, mm-hmm. you know. Of like, I mean, everybody talks politics, whether yeah. you, whether you like it or not. You know, it's just what people do. I will say. So, there's one thing you're gonna love about this game if you play it. There's mm-hmm. a character. His name is Brody. Brody. Okay. I'm not going to say any more than that, but there's a character named Brody. All right. Sweet. I plan on playing it, uh, just not at the moment. I'll probably pick it up around holiday. Dude, I... It's on sale, man, maybe. I, I finished the first episode, man, and I'm just itching for yeah, the second episode. That, that's, that's, that's part of the reason why I'm waiting, because I'm like, I just want to... I, I know, based off of how the other series were, like, I played the first game just as a whole and i was like dude yeah and i could have just you know just keep going i know i'm gonna feel that way about this one so that's why i'm waiting just a little bit i I think between like the performances and the and the writing between the two brothers that 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 interaction between them it seems so natural Mm -hmm. as to what like an older and a younger brother would like how they would act towards each other okay and it it doesn't fall into too many cliches that like that you see in a lot of uh, young adult fiction Right yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to episode two. Yeah, sounds good. Life is Strange is great. It it has some uh, unexpected... It, it, Life is Strange has had licensed music, but a lot of the time it was like smaller time indie stuff. They have a Phoenix song on this. Oh. Don't know who that is, honestly. Oh, really? Okay. Is they're, that they're like pretty an popular. alternative band? Or? Oh, it, they're more like pop rock-ish. Yeah. Life is Strange has always, always knocked it out with the soundtrack. Yeah, and doubly with this, like how they use the soundtrack and the direction for the cutscenes and stuff, I think they've stepped that up a notch. Like just how they frame every scene, it, it's really good. Mm. But yeah. When do, have they released like a oh, schedule? Yeah, I, I didn't look at the roadmap I, for that. I can look it up quick. Yeah, it's just. There's just a lot about that game. It has a lot of heart. It's like the interaction with uh, the boy's father at the beginning of the game is really sweet. And uh, like it's it sets up like this this family as like really tight core. I've really enjoyed it. You're looking that up right now. Do they have it? Do they have a schedule? Yeah, I'm I'm not finding anything. Huh. All right, well, I guess I'll just keep an eye out on that. But yeah, definitely check it out if you like the first couple Life is Strange games. Uh, This is, so far, like, this first episode sets it up, sets up the rest of the game pretty strongly. Mm -hmm. Right on, buddy. I felt like the first game, from what I saw, like, it didn't take long to get the whole thing out. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Huh. Yeah. I, but this one, this one is more expensive than the other one. I think the full season is forty dollars. 
I think the first Life is Strange was a little bit cheaper than that, but I think there's there's more quality in the in the production of this. It seems. I wonder if they'll do a spinoff once this is done as well, like they did with Before the Storm. Well, we'll we'll just have to see. Mm-hmm. All right, because one could argue that Before the Storm is better than the original. Yeah, from it, a storytelling perspective. Yeah, yeah, the the writing there was. I, I feel like the story it told was a little bit stronger. Yeah. But also, it, it benefited a lot from knowing the end line of that mm-hmm. as well. Like, it, I don't know. It, Does this have any ties back to the first season? It asks you what you chose, mm. and it does represent it. Not, I don't think it's going to impact your playthrough very mm-hmm. much, but it is represented. Right on. I think that's enough on that. Uh, I don't think I've played much else, really. Played some more FIFA. I I picked up FIFA. Okay. FIFA 19. Is that what you went with? Yeah, I I went with FIFA 19, uh, mostly because more of my friends play that, and I can beat their asses at it. Um, (laughs) Not really. I I haven't played FIFA in three years. I'm pretty bad right now. (laughs) Is it good? Yeah, it's it's good. The running around's pretty good in it. Uh, <laughs> How's the kicking of the ball? The kicking of the ball, it, it has it has a good thump sound when you hit the ball. All right. How's the scoring animations when you score? Oh yeah. So I'm not sure how long they've been doing this. I mean, I probably just haven't been paying attention. But like the more well-known players have their signature uh, celebrations that they do after mm. they score in real life. Cool. On the topic of FIFA, though, we got an email. Oh! If I can pull it up here. Send us your emails, fool. You can send an email to PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail.com, just like Lee from the UK did. Oh! What's up, Lee? He says, hey, dudes, as a UK listener and a huge football fan, I'm assuming he means... Actual football and not hand egg. The real football, which is American football. Shut up. <laughs> Just you have to do the footballer's name quiz. When Tyler got Zid- the Zidane question wrong, I-, I pissed in my pants. <laughs> I hope this email convinces you to do it. Keep up the good work with both your soothing, sultry voices. Oh, thank you. Love it, lads. You can use my name if you like. Cheers, guys. I think we should do that quiz. Yeah. I think for next week you should prepare this. Yeah, quiz I, for I can me. definitely prepare this list. I Let's like after it. I saw that email, like I, I was, I don't know why I do this to myself. Like every night before bed, I just comb through my email a little bit, mm-hmm. and I saw that there was an email in that box, and I was like, all right, I'll open this up. Yeah. I was like, and then I was sitting in bed thinking of different names I could use on that list, <laughs> trying to recall the names that I had already used. Yeah, that that needs to happen. I think we should end the show next week with that. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm having fun with it. I'm I mostly play the uh, manager mode where you where you be you're the manager of a team which means you you can play the games uh but you're also in charge of charge of transfers. It's like a franchise mode in Madden. You you're in charge of transfers, you're in charge of scouting players, uh signing them to your team and that kind of stuff. Can you do shady shit as the manager? Um, like I want to go like all Breaking Bad and like own a football team, 
but you know also sell meth i don't think i don't think that's that's a thing in this game okay darn it I think you Dang. well. The, the the thing you can do is before some big matches, you can go do a press conference and talk shit. Oh, all right, cool. Have you done? Is there a story mode in this one? There is. It continues the story mode from last year, which I didn't play because I didn't play last year's FIFA. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm probably not even gonna touch the story mode in this. Yeah, I feel like there hasn't been as much talk about the story modes in the EA Sports games. Well, I like. I thought it was weird when the Madden story got so much praise, and I didn't think it was all that good. Yeah, I I played first like thirty minutes, and I was like, I can't do this. I'd rather play the real football, mm-hmm. you know, the football part of the game. But yeah, I don't think this the story wasn't good enough in that to warrant playing a lesser, like all these different mini games and hmm. and situation stuff. Yeah. And and also like there wasn't a lot of talk about long shot in Madden 19 leading mm-hmm. up to it. Yeah, and it's apparently not as good as last year's. Um, whether you enjoyed it or not, but I've, same with FIFA. Like I haven't heard much about like they they made a really big deal about it when they first started it, but because of the, it's probably because of just a short shorter development cycles on these games you know it's probably hard to improve drastically Mm -hmm. um from year to year on that they you know it might be every other year that you get a big improvement on the story but then at that point it's like is it worth it like are people going to stick around do people want it i don't know here's an idea maybe they maybe they do a a fifa spin-off game that's episodic (laughs) sure why not just do something different yeah I don't know. That'd be cool. I mean, they make so much damn money off of FIFA Ultimate Team. They they oh could do that. God, yeah, I, I don't touch that. It, that's a dark road. It's a very dark road. But they make so much money off of it. But they're going to get sued in Belgium for it. Yeah. Who knows? Hmm. Yeah. I think... Yeah, other than that, I, yep, that's that's all the games I've played this week. That's all the games that you can play. There's none, no other options. There are no other video games that I could possibly be playing. Sometimes I wish. There's no way I could be playing one of my hundreds of hours RPGs, mm-hmm. like Divinity Original Sin 2 or Pillars of Eternity 2 or... There's more. I just don't feel like listing right now out of shame. Yeah. I need to, and I feel like I, it's going to be hard and I lost my skill now. I need to finish Guacamelee too. I'm going into the last temple to finish the game. Like oh I'm God. right there and I've stopped. Oh God. And, and I had, and be... I had the groove because I went from Guacamelee to the sequel like that. Dude, man. And I'm you, like, no. You just screwed yourself. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I I, I kind of screwed myself here, too, because I put my energy drink in front of the fan on my laptop, and now it's getting warm. (laughs) Nice. I have a golden monkey. Have you had this? No, I've had a sour monkey, though. Oh, yeah. Sour monkey is the worst beer I have ever had in my life. But golden monkey's good. Belgian-style tripel with added spice. Oh, I would have thought it was a golden lager, but no, well, it isn't. No, well, it's delicious. All right. Well, now that we have the video games out of the way, Spider-Man talk at the end of the show, of course, it's time to dive in to the news. And in the news. 
is something I said in August. No PlayStation Experience convention in 2018. Yeah. I believe you could definitely go back and hear me say that in August, that it wasn't happening this year. Yeah. But it's official on the PlayStation blogcast. Sean Layden confirmed that there is no PSX planned for 2018 because they don't really have much. They didn't want to set expectations high and disappoint people. Makes sense. Yeah, they. When you look at the lineup that they have, like they, I can't imagine there's anything new to announce. Yeah, and that, that's what Sean Layden said in in his quote. He said, uh, "Now that we have Spider-Man out the door, we're looking down in 2019 games like Dreams and Days Gone, but we wouldn't have." enough to bring people together in some location in North America to have an event. We don't want to set expectations really high and then not deliver. So interesting. It makes sense, but they did say dreams was a 2018 game. Now it's a 2019 game and I'm fiending for that. Yeah. But I think it will absolutely be out next year. (laughs) It It has has to to be. be. It just, it has to be. I just really, really, really wonder the business implications of this game just because it is taking forever for it to come out. And I feel like no matter how good it is, but maybe it'll blow up. I still feel like it's a weird concept to people where it might not sell well, but who knows? Um, but the here's more I hear about it, the more like I'm even interested in it. Like it, it does sound exceptionally cool. This is how they announce the release date. They tease you, making thing, making you think there's another little big planet coming out, and then it pans out and it's third person. And they made a little big yeah. planet story mode for dreams. dreams. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, I mean it makes sense. Like, I mean, you look at their E3 as well. Like, they focused on four games. Three of them was basically the first time we saw any gameplay of them. So, okay. Um, the other one was a game that was about to come out three months later, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. and it's their biggest game of the year, maybe, um, sales-wise. Uh, but, you know, how much progress have they made on The Last of Us Part 2 or Ghost of Tsushima? Like, and, and they clearly have announced the, the roadmap for PS4. They don't want to announce anything new yet. You want to let everybody else start cooking on some PlayStation 5 games, you would assume. So, I mean, it just, it just makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think PlayStation Experience should be a... Uh, if you have enough, do it. Yeah. If you don't, that's okay. You know, you don't have to do it every year. I think because they have done it the past, what, is it four years now? Yeah. Um, let me think. So <sighs> I went in I went in 2015. I think in 2014 it was in Vegas. 2015 yeah. was San Francisco and 16 and 17 were in LA or yeah. Anaheim. And I, I'm try, I try to think of them as like what was shown there because the first one was... Uncharted 4, right? It was mm-hmm. another big chunk of that game. Or maybe it was the first big chunk. I don't know. Uh, but then 2615, that was Final Fantasy 7 remake. Yeah. <laughs> and then they ended with Paragon. Was that that was that one, I'm pretty sure? Yeah. Yeah, because I remember yeah, watching the beginning of that and going like, oh my God, they're bringing out Final Fantasy 7 remake. No, because that was announced in 2016. 
God, I'm getting them all oh, mixed man. up. Anyways, but like last year, they didn't do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And then the year before that, they announced The Last of Us Part 2. So, whatever. Um, it, it just, it makes sense. I remember being in the crowd for uh, Last of Us Part 2, and I spotted Neil Druckmann, like, 12 rows ahead of me. Mm. And I was like, wait. Why are Why you is here? he here? <laughs> God. That that even thinking back to when that was revealed just gives me chills. Mm-hmm. Like that was so so fucking cool. That was like a just one of those hype moments that was like, no, no, they're not. Mm-hmm. And then they're you're like, shit, they're doing it. Um, yeah, that was that was cool. Do you think? I mean, dreams and days gone. I think are well, obviously days gone is is a lock for 2019. Yes. Do. You, Will we get The Last of Us next year? Uh, <laughs> will we get that Stranding next year? No. That's the answer to that one's no. Like, is there going to be another major first-party title I next don't year? think so, honestly. It's, it's going to be... It, it would have to be The Last of Us 2. I would think and so. And that would have to be later in the year to give Days Gone some breathing room. Yeah. Um, I, I would say I, that that would be like an uh, October game. That would yeah. be that would be a great October game. Think of it mm-hmm. like Halloween, uh, Last of Us. Uh, yeah, hell uh, yeah, it would. And I'm also thinking like Sony hasn't really launched games in the fall besides Spider Man, really. Yeah. And uh, that was like an earlier game, so I could maybe see it being September if it's ready to roll. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Last of Us is the only one I could see happening next year. Because that's strange. Unless Ghost of Tsushima is further along than we think, yeah, and that knows? game, I think, I'm really excited for that game. That's yeah. that's yeah, almost absolutely. on par with The Last of Us Part Two for me. Yeah, like the rest of the first party lineup for PS4 is still just fucking the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting <laughs> Sekiro next year, right? Yeah, Sekiro. I mean, I mean there's a lot of great... exclusive, but that's yeah. There's a lot of great third party games. Yeah, to fill that gap, but. And uh, like this thing with PSX, I it it would be a a good opportunity to do a lot of third party stuff, but I'm not sure that third parties are ready to uh, announce stuff in December. It seems like like any of the all the other uh, PlayStation experiences, minus the of uh, uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake, like it was, it's all been mostly just PlayStation stuff. Mm-hmm. Here's my PSX 2019 hype. And this is purely just a hype wish moment. That's where they reveal PlayStation 5. Yeah, coming uh, in 2020. 2020. Yeah. Like in June, just before. What, what better place to do that than at your own event, in my opinion? And then does, it, does the PlayStation 5 release before or after E3? after i think it's a holiday 2020 thing okay but maybe maybe i'm wrong on that nintendo obviously proved people wrong by launching a console in march yeah you can do it whatever you want if you have the games and people really want it i just i think by 2020 people will be ready especially if more of these first party titles are out yeah people will be like you know what i had a solid seven years with this console let's do it Oh. Interesting futures. Very interesting. But what's also the last thing I'll say 
is that Xbox is doing their own thing yeah, this year. The XO. Who, yeah. Who knows the in Mexico City. Yeah. Like who knows the hype level of it? They are doing like a two hour inside Xbox event thing, but they haven't been anything massive so far yet. So who knows if anything big will come out of that. Um, Tyler, let's go to interesting. Mexico. Let's do it. Why not? Uh, yeah. Sticking with some PlayStation news here, there was a leak on PlayStation Plus games. I'm actually pretty excited. Coming for November, and it's actually very good. That, like, if these games hold, November's going to be very good because we're getting... Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition, but for you, Tyler, and you were going to play this, Yakuza Kiwami. Yeah. Do I have to play Zero before Kiwami? You don't have to. Okay. It's like, so Zero didn't even exist before Yakuza 1. Oh. So Kiwami's a remake of 1. Okay. Uh, Yakuza 0 is a prequel. It's I, Yakuza 0 is good, and it gives you a lot of context, but you can totally play Kiwami without playing Zero and okay. still get a good story, get a good experience out of it. If this is true, I will I will give Kiwami a shot. Bulletstorm is fucking fun. I loved that game, playing through it. I played that game over the past Christmas. I got it in for super cheap. It was like, why not? And I played it just listening to podcasts while off work and had a damn good time. And then I got, when I finished it, I was sick as shit. It was like the last time I've actually been sick was early in the year, and I just played that game, and finished it. Mm. It's yeah, fun. I think I'll. It's I'll a goofy it a shooter. Yeah, it's a, it's a goofy shooter because it's fun. It's fun to run up to dudes because of the way the environments are built. You can just kick dudes into like spikes or all kinds of nasty shit. That's always fun. Mm. It's a if you're itching for anything remotely like Doom just a sh- crazy shooter campaign it's not as good as doom but it is it is a fun time mm. yeah. but uh yeah they, they, weird that that leaked on the playstation blog yeah like they put the post up too early i wonder yeah i wonder if anyone who did that is someone just misclicked on a date for kidding. the scheduling yeah um actually i know it's somewhere else what? But my Xbox just magically turned on. Nobody has touched it. There's not a cat over there. Oh goodness. What is this happening? Podcast is haunted. What is happening? I'm going to um, try to turn that off then. There's another PlayStation story here that I will share here from Kotaku. Game developers say they're preparing for PSN name changes. So, apparently there are some people at Game Studios talking to the press about PSN name changes and how they're preparing for it. Um, Do you think this happens this year? Yeah, and I think this is what 6.0 is supposed to be. That's just my guess. Huh. I... This is the most credible, close thing that we have ever had on this topic. And I also think it's why they're not doing PSX 2018. Uh, probably not. But too they many, did, re- they too did, many they, resources they did, fixing their databases. Yeah, they did say in 2017 that let's hope we have that fixed by PSX 2018. They're not doing one. Yeah. I don't know. 
Well, we'll see. This it, is exciting. Good, good I can for you. finally change my PSN name to stay on brand with all my other social media. Ah, I think you should still stay no. the porn no. star. No. Frank the porn star. Because that's, that's what you are. You're yeah. a porn star. I think that's what you should try to do with yourself now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think I have the rocks for that. From the offices to the fucking offices. Oh, man. I've been watching the show The Deuce. Am I just like, do, do I just play a bit in every video where I'm the IT guy? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, you should. You should. No. Yeah, but I've been watching The Deuce on HBO, which is like the rise of the porn industry. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's, 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 it's an actual show. It's not like no documentary or anything, but it's cool. There's a lot of um, dong and boobies in that show. I'm sure there is. Yeah, they they do some things, and every and because it's set in the seventies, everybody smokes. Oh, everybody. Great. great! All the time, just so healthy out there. Yeah, and there's two James Francos. It's hard to keep track of them. It was hard to keep track of them in the first season because they both had the same haircut. And it's like, well, who the fuck's who? But now they gave one long hair and the other one has short hair. I don't know. It's a cool show. Okay, I, that's a weird tangent. Um, off of PlayStation changing names. Speaking of porn videos, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 released a gameplay video this yeah. week. The second gameplay video that they've done so far. And we just watched it right before the show. Tyler, tell me your thoughts on the Cowboys. The hype is real, dude. I am fucking stoked for this game. Um, first of all, this game just looks stunning. There's so many vistas that you're seeing here. And yet they're trying to do the whole like E3 pan camera pan thing. But still, I know when I'm playing this game, I'm going to do the E3 camera pan because it's it's just gorgeous. They're making it easy for you. They have oh, a cinematic yeah. camera they have that you have these crazy cinematic cameras. Yes. I'm like, what? Now, the bummer is going to be is if this game has no photo mode or like the HUD. Oh, you yeah. can't turn the HUD off, which maybe I'm sure you can. But they man, have to. They have to. That. They have to. Um, so that that's a pretty cool feature. You can play the whole game in first person now. So which like, I'm not sure because I didn't really like the running around in first person with the uh, GTA Five. It, it no. didn't feel right. I mean, yeah, you you mix first person with the strangeness of how GTA Five plays, mm -hmm. and it didn't work out too well. Um, Maybe maybe it'll be a lot better in this, but still, it's a crazy ass thing. Um, I, well, let me let me back up on that. I guess it's technically not that crazy when you play every Bethesda RPG and you can do mm -hmm. the same thing. But, uh, anyways, it's still a cool feature. Um, they showed off the Dead Eye system again, which that was in the first Red Dead and was a cool system. Seems better in this one because it tells you weaknesses of the enemies, uh, which is cool. But it still slows down time. And you can mark mark your targets. So that's cool. They had some very, very graphic images when you kill the dudes of just yeah. blood flying off their faces. Which, sure, why not? Um, they also showed off just some of the mini games you can do. You can play poker. You can go fishing. Uh, you can go to a theater. Uh, and watch a play if you wanted. Uh, you can do the whole, I don't know what it's called, but you st stick your hand out and you do the knife thing around in between your fingers. 
which I don't want to play that. Not at all. Um, yeah, they, they showed off a lot of interesting stuff in this video. Uh, just more of, hey, man, this this world, hopefully, in, in front of previews that have been coming out that you can read, uh, this world truly does react to you. And people will remember you. They emphasize that again, uh, based off of your actions. Um, like they showed robbing a store, how you can, uh, you know, if you're trying to, I guess, scare people or do whatever, you can just fire gun in the air if you wanted to. Uh, that that sort of stuff. That's the most exciting part to me. Like, if if the world truly does react to you, like everybody is saying, and like Rockstar is saying, then. Wow. That's that's the leap forward that this game could yes. could could uh do for video games. You know what I mean? And I think it has to in a post Witcher 3. I know we talk a lot yeah. about the Witcher 3 here and how it's influenced how we look at open world games, but yeah. Like when something that that big happens to a genre, I feel like games have to react to that and Rockstar, I think I think if they want this game to yeah. be as well regarded as they want, it has to do that. Like, like what I'm hoping is that this game, and this is going to sound really weird, but stick with me, mixes The Witcher 3 with Breath of the Wild, <laughs> and then you get Cowboys. <laughs> but what, I'm, what I mean is, like, The Witcher 3 was a game where, for the most part, your actions had consequences, especially with the story. It was mostly story decisions, not you killed this guy, not that guy. Um, whatever. Uh, but then Breath of the Wild was just, here's the world. Figure it out. You do you, man. Go do whatever you want. And uh, there, there's some other games like that do that, like Skyrim's like that, too. Um, the Witcher's like that as well. But Breath of the Wild, I think, did that better than any other open world game. And what I hope is that this game has, here's the open world, you do you, but then also it reacts to you in ways that no other game has. Yeah. Like wow, wow! That that's what I want, and that's what I'm I'm really hoping is there. But it, it's looking good, and man, it's not that far away. No, it isn't. It's it's October. It's uh it's Halloween season, baby. I, I am so so fascinated by how the game industry is going to react to this game when it happens. Like, is anything else going to matter? Is anything else going to be the topic of conversation? I mean, there's some games coming after for sure that uh, look cool. But, man, that, that week when this launches, like, wow. Tyler, we're going to be interesting. You, you know that we're going to have to cut some time out so that I can kick your ass in Soul Calibur, though. Yeah, that is true. Shit, yeah, that is coming out. We'll have to play that. I'm looking forward to playing some of that game. We can't, we cannot get sucked into Red Dead like that. We have to talk about other games too, but we'll definitely have a lot to say about Red Dead when it comes out. Yeah, it just, it looks cool. Oh, and the last thing is that they said that you can do heist in this game, which that was by far the coolest part of GTA V's campaign. We only did the first heist. I only remember doing the first heist. Yeah, we only did the GTA first heist five. multiplayer. But still. They were cool, which makes me go like, yeah, I mean, I imagine they'd probably add heist to GTA Online mm. or <laughs> Red Dead Online. Um, yeah. Red Dead seeming like a big old game, bro. Mm. A big, big, big old game. All right. Do you think well, Arthur Morgan has a big old dangalang? Uh, we'll probably see it at some point. Ooh. You want to bet? 
I guarantee it. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> what I'm not so sure on is what Bungie has up its sleeve here with its new trademark, Matter. They There's even a logo here. Or some art about Matter. It doesn't look like a Destiny thing to me. So it seems like it would be a, a brand new game. I don't know how that would fit into Destiny's lore or just the the look of Destiny. Um, what? Yeah, I don't know. There's is, there's not a whole lot to say. Does have enough resources to support Destiny and do another project? Yeah, I have no clue. Uh, this was filed under online entertainment services and computer game software. Which um, probably means, hey, it's it's a video game. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. It's a bizarre thing. I, I saw that over the weekend. I'm like, what? Yeah, because for years now you think as Bungie, oh, they're the Destiny studio. Mm-hmm. They just do Destiny. Yeah, and I mean, maybe they're playing around with, with some concepts of... Nah, I, I want to say a post-Destiny world for them, but... I still feel like they're going to be doing Destiny for the next five years, probably. So yeah, I, I I don't know. Like, is this a mobile game? Who who knows? It's just weird to come come from Bungie. Mm-hmm. I think, and it's weird that there's a logo already. Yeah, that's probably the weirdest thing about it. Though it's not, I don't think this is at all final. This does not look like something you'd put up there as a final <laughs> product to show the world. Yeah. Uh, definitely working some things out over there. Probably have more to say about that when they have more to say about that. Uh, a continuation of a story we talked about last week. Some more sad news. Telltale has fired its remaining developers. Laid them off. No one's working at Telltale anymore. They're preparing for their lawsuit. Well, yeah. So, um, one of the employees that I guess was supposed to stay on to help finish that Minecraft Netflix project tweeted and said, hey, remember how there was going to be a skeleton crew staying on for a while and I was part of it? Nah, JK. We all got laid off, too. Yeah, so, um... Rather than filing for bankruptcy and paying out your workers, they're trying to find third parties to come in and finish the games for them so they make money without keeping on a development staff themselves. This just seems like, um, I feel like Telltale's going away forever. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I, I don't. And think I don't think anyone in charge there is remaining in the video game industry. Yeah. No, it, it's a shame that they can't even keep on. You know, the twenty five employees that they were said that they were going to keep on. Uh, my guess is is that the well is totally dry on cash. You know? Oh no, my jo- my my thought is that oh we can't afford to keep paying these people and defend ourselves against this lawsuit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's a good point. Ah, what a mess, man. Just what a fucking mess. If this does not win Giant Bomb's hot mess of 2018 award, <laughs> I don't know what else could win. I don't there isn't any other Like to me there is no no fucking debate about what wins that award. <laughs> Yet they'll probably argue about it for an hour or two. 
Yeah. But that's that's the fun. I part mean, that's just that's podcasts. just what a podcast is. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, I mean, it it just sucks for everybody involved. I mean, there's no way to cut it into a nice way or <laughs> spin it to be a nice thing. It just sucks. Let's talk about something a little bit ex- more exciting. Something that might have us, yeah, juiced. I mean, the last thing I'll say about this really quick is I just wonder. Five years from now, even two or three years, you know, when we go tell, when we bring up Telltale, are we going to talk about what they did with games like The Wolf Among Us and The Walking Dead, or are we going to talk about this, how it all ended? You know what I mean? Yeah, it. I don't know. This is because this is just so bad. It's what I think. I'm going to almost remember Telltale by, even though I played a lot of their games. I don't know, because it just sucks. It's it's the shit. It's just such a shitty thing. Mm-hmm. Let's hope this next thing isn't shitty. Harry Potter. Yeah, I'm a Harry Potter fan. I enjoyed the movies. I didn't read the books, but I enjoyed the movies. Me too. It looks like there's going to be a Harry Potter game coming from what's reported as Avalanche making them. What? Avalanche seeming stretched thin. I, I saw it on Twitter. Of, yeah. You know, you are, you are right about that. Uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. There was a YouTube video that leaked a Harry Potter game that is in development. I wonder when we hear about this. I wonder when this is. I hope it's a game for next year. Let's hope. I mean, there, there's a giant description here um, that was posted in the game you know, on the ch- the video. Yeah. And it said, uh, set in the 1800s Wizarding World. This is a third person open world action RPG game, which centers around your character with unique abilities who has... Eared a late accept- I believe that means earned. earned. Yeah, that's a should be a yeah. typo. Who has earned a late acceptance to Hogwarts? You are a newly arrived fifth year student at Hogwarts that demonstrates a talent, a talent, latent, God, latent gift for magic, with a unique ability to track and identify remnants of a potent ancient power. Uh. Upon arrival, strange events begin to materialize in the Forbidden Forest, and troubles begin to brew within the castle walls. Together with Professor Elazar Fig, you embark on a journey, both familiar and never-before-seen locations. And then on your quest, you will craft potions, master new spells, discover fantastical beasts. Ha! But where will we find them? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, you will battle dark wizards, goblins, and other supernatural elm enemies. Hmm. There we go. I am interested. Apparently, I think a Harry Potter game would be a fun third-person oh, RPG. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's apparently eight different wizard types that you could play as, I guess. I mean, if this isn't real, it needs to be. And, and the fact that it has taken Warner Brothers this long to make a solid you know hopefully solid uh harry potter game i mean it's just crazy and yeah it's i really like magic in video games mm-hmm. where where it exists 
uh, a game where you're a wizard seems like something that's up my alley. I wonder if there's going to be... I just wonder what kind of game this is, like how it plays. Like, Mm -hmm. is it going to be a a Just Cause-like game? Mm -hmm. Or is it... I don't know. But but also just the idea of an open world Harry Potter game where you can explore Hogwarts and surrounding areas, maybe mm-hmm. just a genius, genius fucking thing. Because uh, Harry Potter's world is f- just fascinating. I think that's the coolest part about Harry Potter. I I watched all the movies this year for the first time, and I I loved most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the characters are really cool, but it's the world that's just awesome yeah. to be in. So I, I really, really hope this is real. Yeah. I, I, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Definitely. I, I would expect if this is real, it to be announced soon. Yeah. Who knows? Because when, when leaks like this happen, uh, companies rush to get the official word out before people start speculating on the leak. Yeah, I, I almost wish Warner Brothers would just come out and say, yeah, we're working on this. You're, you, you'll see it when you see it. You yeah. know, Like, here's what we're ready to say like, about it let's and just, just wait for the rest. Yeah, like, let's just not play stupid. People know we're working on this now. Yeah. But that is probably not out for a while. Tyler. Did you know that new video games released this week? Yeah. They always do. It's a shorter list this week, thankfully. A much shorter list. And I think you should start us off here with the game you're going to pick up tomorrow. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Write your own epic odyssey and become a legendary Spartan hero. Forge your destiny in a world on the brink of tearing itself apart. Influence how history unfolds in an ever-changing world shaped by your choices. Looking forward to it. I still have more Origins to play. (laughs) Dude, you should play... I should. The Curse of the Pharaohs DLC. It is so good. Yeah, I I should definitely go back and... Play because I, what what I did I kind of just finished the story and I stopped. Mm-hmm. I I should definitely try to go back and do more of that. Yeah. Next up, uh, a PlayStation VR game called Astrobot Rescue Mission. <laughs> Astrobot Rescue Mission is a brand new platformer developed exclusively to use PS for use with PSVR. Take control of Astro, the Captain Bot, and go on an epic VR rescue mission to save your fellow bots who are dispersed all over space. I like, I, what would you call that? The, the, the helmet, the goggles of this little robot yeah. is the actual PlayStation VR unit. Yeah. It looks cool. Fist of the North Star, Lost Paradise. Digital and retail. First... First, Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise is an all-new episode. Wow. Let me start over. I butchered the shit out of this. Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise is an all-new chapter in the Hakuto Shinken saga. As a master of the Hakuto Shinken martial art style, Kenshiro will demolish enemies from inside out with dozens of brutal and iconic techniques. Mm. Isn't this from the Yakuza people? Yes, it's made by the Yakuza people. Uh, Fist of the North Star is, I think, an 80s manga. 
I, I think there's an anime series on it. I don't know for sure. But yeah, it's definitely an old, old thing. Pretty cool, though. Freaky Awesome is the next game on this list. Freaky Awesome is a highly dynamic roguelike where you'll gain mutations by contact with the remains of your (laughs) enemies. Play solo or co-op with your friends. This sounds very familiar. I feel like I've read that before. Or maybe just video games are all the same. (laughs) Yeah. If only it came out on Friday. You can call it Freaky Friday Awesome. Did you ever see Freaky Friday? No. It was cool when I was a kid. I'll just say that. Mega Man 11. The newest entry in this iconic series blends classic, challenging 2D platforming action with a fresh look. The stunning new visual style combines hand-drawn environments with detailed 3D character models. Also releasing on PlayStation 4 this week is The Midnight Sanctuary, a haunting story wrought by mystical visuals and talented voice artists. The Midnight Sanctuary is a full voice, full animation, occult horror visual novel about the mystery of a so-called saint who descends upon an isolated village. Stuff is Party Crashers, PS4. Fast-paced battle racing with a retro future aesthetic for one to four players. With over 50 included game modes in almost endless customization, Party Crashers is an amazingly fun out-of-the-box and then lets you create your own fun. Mm. Speaking of boxes, next up is Pato Box, a PlayStation Vita game. Is it a visual novel? What? No, it's not. Pato Box is an adventure fighting game inspired by the Punch-Out! series. It's surreal boxing quest with a duck. That's a Nintendo thing. That can't be on PlayStation. What's up with that? I'm going to open this link to a new tab to see if it's actually in the PlayStation. Yeah, it's absolutely a PlayStation thing. Wow. All right. Next up is Racket Fury Table Tennis VR. Step into the most realistic and intense table tennis experience. Feel the difference with extremely accurate physics developed in cooperation with the professional TT players. Mm, Looks like we got an anime-ass game here coming up. (laughs) Valtherian Arc Hero School Story on PlayStation 4. Have you ever wondered where all the powerful knights and wizards come from? No one is born a hero. It is your job, as principal of Valtheria Academy, to train the most promising students to become heroes of legend. I know where knights and wizards come from. When a male and a female love each other very much, they fuck and they make baby. (laughs) But not all babies become wizards and knights. But some do. So that's where they come from. Okay. (laughs) Talk to us about AJ Styles here. Sure. All right. First off, did you know that was AJ Styles? Okay. I don't know very many modern wrestlers. Okay. Next up is WWE 2K19. I'm not even going to say Digital Deluxe because that's just fucking stupid. WWE 
2K19 is the latest entry to the flagship WWE game franchise, showcasing a massive roster of popular WWE superstars, legends, and Hall of Famers. Experience authentic WWE gameplay, creation options, and more. I wonder if this game's any good. Dude, that's another list I could do with you. Wrestler or anime character? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, we should do that one, too. Because, <laughs> damn. We, we've got a I series would, for you, folks. I would be better at wrestlers than anime characters, for sure. Because... There was a brief period of my childhood where I watched wrestling and I enjoyed it. And then I went, what the fuck am I doing? Jake the Snake. Is that a wrestler? Yeah, that's a wrestler. All right. Okay. All right. That was an old wrestler. I think that was like mid 80s. The Undertaker. <laughs> uh, was, it, was this dude Kane? Yeah. Rikishi? Yeah. Hardy Boys? Triple H? Trying to think. The Rock. <laughs> Just yeah. name anybody I can think of. Name Stone, every wrestler. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kurt Angle. Okay. See, I know some wrestlers. I don't I don't know any modern ones. Who's who's a modern day wrestler? You know one. Uh Xavier Ronda, Woods. Xavier Woods, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronda Rousey. Yeah. I just pointed out AJ Styles to you. Yeah, I know him now. Um yeah. Do you know Randy Orton? Heard of him. Okay. I don't, uh, like, the picture isn't coming to me, okay. but I've heard, heard of his name. Yeah. All right. Wrestling. All right. You know Brock Lesnar? Yeah. No Brock Lesnar. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. That dude eats dogs for breakfast. That is a big dude. And he is. Apparently, he can F5 a cow, scary. according to an interview with Dan Reichert. Wow. <laughs> I would just. I That's a sentence I could to say. Fight that guy, which is a crazy <laughs> sentence to say. Oh but, man! Like, I just—if I stepped into any ring with that guy, I would just immediately piss my pants. Okay. He's a big. You guy. know, it's an act, right? You know, yeah, wrestling. Oh yeah. But UFC is not choreographed. <laughs> UFC is not an act at all. It depends who you ask. Sometimes, I, no. All the acting is out of out of ring. Conspiracies. It's a lot of, a lot of bullshit stuff happening in the UFC. Where when it comes to promoting certain people. Yeah. My my favorite thing when it comes to boxing or UFC promotion is when they do like you know their conferences or whatever, and then they just stare at each other and they're like chest to chest, just all mad, looking at each other. Like it's just funny to look at. Available on PlayStation Video this week. Ant-Man and the Wasp. We watched that in a theater. Yeah, we did. It's a funny movie. It is. It's a funny movie that I honestly never want to watch again, though. Hmm. It's just, it is what it is. With that one. All right. Seems like that's all we've... And there's all these animated shows that are still a thing. Family Guy, Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, Dude, The Simpsons has been around forever. It has. Oh, man. I think it's time that we talk about Spider-Man. But before we do that, we should give everyone the information because they might decide that they want to leave at this moment. So if you want to contact us, you can do that 
via email at playstationreportpodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at psreportpodcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. I think that's that's all we got for you all this weekend. Stick around if you want a, a Spider-Man spoiler cast. Yeah. Send us your emails and your tweets. Yeah. Do that. Share us with your friends. Give us ratings. Reviews. All right, Tyler. It's time. Hey, 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 you stop that. It's time to talk about Spider-Man, motherfucker, because you finished Spider-Man. I did. Tyler. How was Spider-Man? I played it. Excellent. You finished it like the first weekend it came out. Yeah, right? I did. I mean, that's just how I play video games. Yeah, I sprint through them. Well, the game also for me came out at a uh, bad time mm-hmm. for me, so that's why it took me a little bit longer uh, than usual. Um, but I thought this game was excellent. Yes, I think it is a very good video game. Yeah. I I think Spider Man is just the it's the superhero who makes the most sense for video games because a lot of his powers are oriented in a way that mm-hmm. make it seem make it fun whatever you're doing with Spider-Man. I feel like it just when it sure some superheroes fly around. Sure you could have a game where you fly around, but is that as exciting as swinging off walls, yeah. jumping point to point and stuff like that? No, it isn't. It isn't as fun as that. I think Spider-Man benefits a lot from just the character that it is. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. And I also think from like a combat perspective, it really lends itself well to being a video game. Um, this game was just solid from start to finish. Mm-hmm. I wasn't at any point completely blown away in this game like I was, say, with God of War. But I wasn't at all like I don't want to do this besides a few small spots here and there. Um, I thought the story is maybe uh, arguably the best part to me. Um, I, I go back and forth whether I like just swinging around more or do I like the story more. And and the story was was just fascinating from start to finish. The way it evolved, the way it ended was really good the whole last act was like yeah mm-hmm. I, I i thought i thought it was phenomenal um do we want to get into some story things or? yeah this is this is definitely going to be a spoiler filled discussion so we might as well just go all out on it um if you haven't played spider-man of course you've already had your warning you can, you you should already be gone mm-hmm. but I think the most compelling thing about this game is seeing how characters change throughout most mainly villains seeing how the villains change like from how how they appear uh, it and what they end up being yeah. uh first of all being uh Mr. Negative I feel like the way that uh, Lee is his name yep. uh, presents Lee. himself yep. to you uh in the beginning he see it's although it was spoiled by trailers and stuff like that, so you knew that that was that he was going to be the bad guy. I feel like that was one of the things that was a huge misstep in the marketing of this video game. Um, but like just seeing how he changed and like reading all the notes and stuff about like why he is the way he is, like the yeah. the whole like he has to keep himself in balance. Yep. Uh, and then also when you 
realize what happened to him mm-hmm. that made him what it is the whole thing with you know kind of the experimentation with Norman Osborne and all sorts of stuff like it, it it adds a context to it that made me go oh like you almost you almost sympathize with him a little bit yeah you know what I mean even though he's he's a bad man at that point in the story very bad man but it, it, it's like <laughs> It makes sense in a way like mm-hmm. his i believe his parents are dead right yes yeah so his parents are dead there and then he's not normal and all sorts of shit so it, that just makes sense and i, I really I, I agree with you with the with the villains like martin lee is one obviously otto octavius is another one that Dr. i thought octopus yeah uh, to me the relationship between him and Peter was the best thing about the story to me. Yeah. Uh, because it, in the beginning, and as you go through the game, they seem like just good friends. Mm-hmm. And they were. And secretly, uh, Otto was doing all of this not-so-great stuff, plotting all of this you know, revenge and all this stuff to get back at Norman Osborn for what he did to him. And then obviously became Doc, Doc Ock as we know him. Mm-hmm. What I liked about that is in a way, Peter helped him get to that point. Yeah. Slightly. I, I like think- you, you're, you make the arms a thing, mm-hmm. you know, which I thought was, was kind of a fascinating point to that i think one of the strongest ways they develop that character is through the voicemails and through like the audio logs you find in the lab i think that was it was a very uh and i kind of wish they pushed it up front of course the voicemails are pushed up front but i wish the audio logs were pushed on you a little bit more uh because there's definitely a change in tone with him throughout like yeah whether being just about like oh we're gonna help the world and it and it becomes more and more sinister like especially through the audio logs about how he's point how it's all pointed towards uh harry osborne yeah yeah in, in or Norm, norman osborne harry's his son yeah in one of my favorite moments in this game was when at the end Doc Ock has Norman Osborn and he's about to just drop him off of Oscorp and it, it, it was almost like like Norman was going to sympathize with Doc Ock to try to save his life yeah instead he didn't and he said like uh, you know you never really meant anything to me and you're, you're no good without me and all this stuff I was like, wow, that that was pretty hard. And that's not where I thought that was going to go. But it makes it makes it a lot more gripping. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Spider-Man comes in and saves the day. But uh, that, that was phenomenal. And then the ending, the end, like, sequence uh, against Doc Ock when you're, you know, mm-hmm. fighting on the tower, that was just extremely well done too from a storytelling perspective gameplay maybe uh, a little repetitive there yeah but from a storytelling of like doc ock knew that peter parker was spider-man the whole time and i thought that that was good and and then the when it ended that cutscene right after of peter parker and doc ock 
talking and Peter Parker's just pouring himself out of like how much you know Otto meant to him and how much he looked up to him and how much he thought that they were going to end up doing good things and how much then Otto is like kind of going back and forth on some things and that that was just very very well written and well acted that 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 scene there and i i think it was very smart how they did that too because uh, throughout the game peter parker spider-man is very naive and thinks that people deserve a second chance and stuff like that and i i am so glad that like that was the point that was a point where peter was like no there is no going back from this you have to you have to serve punishment for what you've done yeah because they could have very easily pulled pulled the rug out from under Peter there and have Doc Ock come back like and escape somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think in the end Doc Ock is smiling about? That he knows Peter's secret? Uh no, I don't Or what do you think he's he's smiling about when he gets thrown in the cell? I think he knows that uh he must know something about uh about uh, Norman Osborn. He must know that like what he's done is probably pushed Norman Osborn in a direct like yeah. like he like he knows Maybe. that there's been an impact like he's made the impact on the city that that he probably thinks he succeeded in tarnishing uh Norman Osborn, which he probably has. Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff that happened went public. Like what yeah. what Norman did. Um Right. So in that in that way, he sort of won. He didn't get his ultimate revenge, but he did he did enough to damage Norman Osborn's career. Yeah, I would say for sure. Um, one of my other favorite things, story wise, you know, because this game, I, I was shocked. Because when you, you go through the first two acts, and it's like, this is cool. I'm enjoying this. Then you get to the third act, and the Sinister Six becomes a thing. The city's a lot more. Uh, it's harder to get around. You're fighting a lot more. Sable's after you. Um, I, was, I was just shocked by how well, you know, how quickly it kind of opened up like that threw so much at you yet still to me really stuck the landing with it with a satisfying ending because there's a lot of characters in this game and i was like wow uh, you know i don't know how they're gonna do that and the sinister six right away i didn't think that they were going to do and then we obviously learned that e3 but like it 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 did come together with a Mm -hmm. satisfying ending to me that, that that was i was surprised about but one of my other favorite things is just I love how they did Mary Jane in this game. Yes. I love her relationship with Peter. Probably one of the smartest things they did about it is that this isn't an origin story. Peter Parker's been Spider-Man for a long time now. Mary Jane and and him had a relationship and then it ended um, because of Spider-Man in a way. And and now they're drawn back together uh, in in a... very awesome way as well uh the way it ends the way the relationship evolved i thought was just really really well done and i just love their take on mary jane yeah yeah i it was one of the smartest things they've done is making mary jane like 
stand alone as her own character. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to be the sidekick. She wants to do great things. And she is successful in doing a lot of things, in doing great things for the city, doing doing her uh, investigative journalism and all that kind of stuff. It's like she is doing the thing. She she doesn't need uh, Spider-Man to save her. And in fact, she saves Spider-Man sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and like to just add on top of that, like I just liked how how bold and independent she felt throughout the whole thing. Of like you said, she doesn't need Spider Man. She's just going to go and investigate these demon dudes on her own. Because mm-hmm. why not? Uh, like like I, I I like that take with her, um, and I love that final scene of them in the diner. I thought that was great. Um. What did like I I did not enjoy any of the sections where you played as Mary Jane in this game though. Yeah, it was, it was a little bit rough, but uh, it was repetitive. Yeah, it it was a lot of it was very predictable what you had to do. Like it, it's just avoid vision cones and yeah. the, navigate through these the areas. final one where you're going into Norman's apartment. Yeah, uh, that was so fucking frustrating to me and here's why you need to get a a a, like code access yeah to open the rest of it up and i kept clicking the right stick to highlight the environment to be like what do i have to look at i'm clearly missing something i've walked all around that thing like three or four fucking times and there was one piece of paper sitting on a coffee table somewhere that I had to pick up that wasn't highlighting that well because of the lighting in the room Mm -hmm. for me. I was like, what the hell? I actually like stopped and looked it up. I'm like, what do I have to do to get this to open? (laughs) It was so aggravating. But from a storytelling perspective, when you get into there, so fucking well done. You you learn a lot about the Osborne family through that. And it's, I think it sets up a lot of cool stuff for what might happen. It's the Spider-Man universe It really does. It really does. So we should, yeah, let's get into that. So you first learn that Harry is sick. Harry, Harry being Norman Osborn's son. You learn that he's sick and he's away. And you find a bed for him, too. Uh, like a hospital-like bed. Yeah, with a bunch of medical equipment and stuff in there. Right. And you have to uh, figure out where an attack is going to be, I think. No, you have to find the out whole... the day he, he left. Yeah, but I'm also oh, getting yeah. to the to the okay. to, to the later thing. I, you have to you have to figure out like what building yeah. is okay. is all this going to happen at um, eventually, and then then that's where she gets spiders on her. You see spiders okay, in, the, yeah. in this room, and there's a spider that gets attached to her, which we'll get to later. But um, in that room when you finish the game where the spiders happen you you see a thing like this chamber and you're like something is back there mm-hmm. i wonder what's back there and it was not at all what i was expecting to be back there so in a post credit scene it's revealed that harry is actually in this weird ass tank 
Yeah, it's like it's like the well, you won't know this. The the Dragon Ball Z stasis tank where they heal wounded sure. warriors. <laughs> sure. Uh but he's in his tank, he's connected with all his these Mondo tubes. Cool. Yeah, and Norman's talking to him and you're like, Oh my goodness. Like that's not what that's I thought. It's a very green scene. It is. And then what looks to be a, the symbiote kind of lashes out at Norman mm-hmm. and, and attaches to the glass of the tank. And it's like, that's a interesting take because Venom is Eddie Brock, not Harry Osborn traditionally. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a different character or just a totally different take on Venom maybe, but it, it makes me excited that somewhere down the line, we're going to get Venom, you know? And I just thought that was very well done from like, oh, you find out that Harry's sick uh, in, in a way, getting treatment to, oh, no, he's actually right, right here where you are, locked up, connected to these tubes and all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah. Um, that, that, that was a very, very exciting moment. <clears throat> the thing with the spiders, yeah. which, granted, there's, there's a slight plot hole there to me. She didn't feel these spiders at all on her. She had them on her, Mary Jane did, for a long time. You know? It was really just this one that eventually yeah, came. It, it, maybe it hid somewhere. I mean, it's just, it's weird that she didn't somehow, like, touch Reach her into body. Her pocket or something. Yeah, and go, oh, that spider's still attached to me. But the spider uh, eventually lands on Miles Morales and bites Miles Morales. That's how Miles Morales then becomes another Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, which I thought that was a very cool mid credit scene, a very Marvel Cinematic Universe-esque with that stuff, um, where Miles comes over to Peter and was like, Peter, something's gone wrong. It's weird. It, I thought that was funny because Peter thought he was talking about dick stuff and sex yeah. stuff, but that's not what he was talking about. So that was cool. And then also leads to like Miles Morales is probably going to be a playable. No, the next uh, Spider-Man is going to be a co-op game. Maybe, <laughs> but he's going to be playable in a much more exciting way. Yes. Which once again, I didn't really enjoy any of the Miles Morales ones except the final one when you're running from Rhino. Yeah, that one was cool. That was intense as shit. I was like, yes, I am thoroughly enjoying this this section. But it, like, hit, pl- like I liked him as a character in this. I liked, you know, it's it, it was it was sad, but the whole thing, the attack at that Norman Osborn rally, mm-hmm. and his dad died. Uh, but like, I I loved him his relationship with Peter, how it kind of evolved to being like, Hey, we're, we're good buddies. Now you're kind of my partner and I need you to do this thing in the end game. I thought it was cool. Um, he, he, he was a cool character. I just hated playing him. I mean, it, some of his sections were just ridiculous, like mm-hmm. hacking all of this sable stuff. And like, I'm just like, no, no, I don't need I this. I think the coolest secondary character part was definitely in Grand Central Station where you're playing as Mary Jane and you see Spider-Man going around. Oh, yeah, that dude. Yes. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that was cool. Um it was interesting that they did that from just a, the totally opposite side. You mm-hmm. know, typically, you might be Spider-Man taking the guys out, and then he'll just go, "Hey, Jane, you're okay," or whatever. Or you have to watch her and figure out what to do. But here, it was your Mary Jane. 
you know, telling Spider-Man what to do. I thought that that was a very cool moment. I, I, I liked that a lot. The whole city hall bombing thing was was fascinating um, because that led to the first boss fight against Martin. Yeah, Lee, Mr. Yeah. Negative, I believe, which was a very trippy thing. Um, yeah, that, that was good. And then eventually, Sinister Six comes in. How do you feel about the Sinister Six? Because I felt, while it was cool, I felt like some of it was slightly underutilized. Like I wished, I wished that they did less demon stuff and more Sinister Six stuff, and gave them more of a, you know, more time. Yeah, it's yeah. It seemed very. It was just a boss rush at the end before you yeah. like eventually found. Dr. Octavius's uh, hideout and yeah. figured out his plan and stuff. Which, which boss fight did you enjoy more? The Rhino Scorpion or Electro Vulture? I like the Rhino Scorpion stuff because mostly because of the character interaction between Rhino and Scorpion, how they were getting frustrated with yeah. each other. Yeah. I thought that, I that was a more that fun ends. thing. I thought both fights themselves were kind of lackluster. It was all about like figuring out what you throw at who and it after that it's it's just a pattern outside of the boss fight against fisk early in the game and i only think that was maybe on the harder side because you're still learning the controls and how to play the game i, I agree with what you said a few weeks ago like the boss fights are super easy in this game and they all kind of play the same shoot your webs at the dude stun him run over mm-hmm. punch him a few times dodge his attacks throw some more webs at him. I mean, you can use more tools if you wanted to get a little bit more creative, but that that's the gist of literally every boss. Yeah, fight. find out how to stun them and do damage and then get out. Yeah, it's more of like the story implications of what's happening there that makes and the, it And the talking exciting. back and forth between Spider-Man yeah. and the villain. Right. And, and the Rhino boss fight is very similar to a Batman Arkham boss fight as well. You mm-hmm. know? There, there is some similarities between those two games for sure. But yeah, I don't really know which one I I enjoyed more. Um, probably the Rhino and Scorpion though, because Rhino is kind of a dumb character yeah. that I enjoy. He's just he's a big man in the big. Suit. He, he makes no sense. I mean, he does not none of the none of the villains really make sense. But yeah. Rhino is just obnoxiously huge. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I just wish the Sinister Six had a little bit more time because they are a a big entity in the Spider-Man universe. That while like while I I still think like they did stick the landing on this i just wish they gave them a little bit more time maybe cut out a little bit more demon stuff add a little bit more sinister six somehow i don't know uh but maybe they'll come back in some future who who knows i mean it seems like a lot of recurring theme in spider-man is going to be past villains he's defeated coming back yeah so i expect to see mysterio which we don't really see in this game nope uh green goblin which I is think very Norman heavily is hinted at green yeah. goblin pretty uh, i think he is probably if it's not venom it's probably green goblin is the main villain of the next game because mm-hmm. i can see Green Goblin may be going a similar trajectory to uh, Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I see Venom being maybe not necessarily a villain, but kind of like a, fl- a flip-flop character that they do a spin-off game with. Maybe. Or maybe. A, or at least a DLC. If this movie's successful, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing some things. It's bad reviews on that one, but yeah. I, I could also see them doing Venom, it, whether maybe a spin-off as a game, but maybe even a playable character mm-hmm. for sections. Uh, but he's also, he's a fascinating character in the Marvel in just Spider-Man universe. So I would love him to have his own attention. Sandman's another one that is nowhere to be found. I mean, they hint, of, hint at a lot of uh, Marvel characters in, in the game yeah. throughout. Like they definitely make references to Daredevil, Doctor Strange, uh, Jessica the Jones. Punisher, Jessica Jones. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Iron Fist mm-hmm. ran towers in there. I found uh, alias investigations. It was cool. Um, I would love if those characters actually became a thing in the game, in future games. I mean, they're not necessarily in the Spider-Man universe, but why the fuck not? I mean, they establish that they exist. I mean, they should change the series to Marvel's New York City. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, the, the, that would be very neat. I hate most of the side stuff in this game, though. I just don't find it to be entertaining. The backpacks are okay. Some of them are kind of aggravating to just get to. None of them hard. Just more of like, why am I not sticking to this fucking wall so I can just get this? Uh, the pigeons suck ass. I don't like the research stations. Uh, the crimes are fine, but they're super repetitive. Like, five per of each crime per district fuck off like and and that's the only thing i I still want to platinum this game but all i have left is bases which they're not too bad Mm -hmm. and uh crimes those are the two major things i have left i'm just like no like crimes just suck and i did a bunch of them because you said like yeah do it was awful as they come and every time they popped up i'm like i'll go do it and I feel like I have done a lot of them, and I still have so much left. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, there's a lot because it does it does do a good job of revealing the ones that you need. So if you fill out a crime thing in a district, it doesn't pull up that type of crime again okay. until you finish them all. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that 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 stuff's just kind of aggravating. I. I like the story implications of the black cat stuff. I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of what you're doing to get to that point, but I did finish all of them and, and I'm actually very excited for that DLC mm-hmm. with black cat. I think that could be very cool. Um, the challenges are whatever to me. Like, like I just think with side stuff, there is a ton of room for improvement there. In my opinion, for in a, in a sequel, I would rather them do more side story stuff like they did with Tombstone. Although I yeah. don't think Tombs they didn't go in depth enough with Tombstone. It was kind of like I think a two one or two missions. Okay, I haven't um, finished the Tombstone okay. stuff, but I'm not like oh I gotta go do this Tombstone stuff. Um, yeah, uh, the side missions aren't bad. Mm-hmm. It's just some of the just open world just garbage i i enjoyed the landmarks i'll say that 
just because of you know some of the Easter eggs that they led to. Yeah, um, I did did like that. But then, how do you do that again in the sequel? Because mm-hmm. it's probably set in New York City. Same fucking things, you know. Uh, but God damn, is this game pretty? I mean, just flying through the city. I'm not sure you really do a amazing. sequel for Spider-Man. Or you just, not in a traditional sense of where you release a new video game. I feel like th- this is a thing where they, they have the game out. I think Spider-Man as a game right now is a good platform to release new stuff, new Maybe. stories on, new story chapters on. But I'm not, I'm not sure like you need yeah. to do another video game. It is interesting how... Yeah, I mean, I, I could totally be down for paying $40 for a new or campaign, you know. Maybe Miles Morales does some European travel. <laughs> Spider-Man in London. Why not? Sure. How about some Spider-Man? Swinging up there on Big Ben. Yeah, how about some Spider-Man in the countryside? Ah, that wouldn't swinging work. Swinging <laughs> around, come on, come on. You got to think, it has to be a city. Yeah, he has to swing around. Uh, it, was, it was, yeah, I'm just joking, but... That is an interesting thought of like, yeah, what if the next thing isn't necessarily Spider-Man 2, but it's you pay $40 and you have a whole new story campaign Mm -hmm. in this one. Spider-Man season two. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I could be down for that. In fact, I I think I would prefer that a lot more than an actual full blown game because you could maybe turn around a little bit quicker because you have the, you already have the environment like yeah. it's it wouldn't make sense to release a new a whole new video game. yeah like i i don't see a sequel for this game taking a very very long time to do you know mm-hmm. i could see it being a two to three year sort of project maybe but i mean they they they, they nailed a lot of stuff they they nailed the feeling of playing spider-man of just swinging around the city but also the combat I thought it was just very fun. Um, Some of the situations they put you in, I found to be a little frustrating. Like, I hate fighting Sable, guys. They're so fucking aggravating the fight. Yeah. Um, Especially some of the crimes where it's just a box, basically, that you have to fight in. And it's a small box. And it's just a bunch of jetpack guys. It's jetpack dudes and trucks firing at you and snipers. It's like, oh my god, it's just too much all at once. It's just kind of crazy. I I don't like fighting them. I thought it was funny, though, how they handled Silver Sable. Yeah. It's yeah. how she turns around and she's like, oh, yeah, Spider-Man, you're actually doing the right thing here. I'm going to go, but my guys, uh, they're, it's a video game. They're going to yeah, stick around. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when, when, she start, when Sable goes after you, I'm like, you I think she's serious? really cool. I think she's a cool yeah. character, though. Yeah, she is. But when they start going after her, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you that fucking I mean, they're stupid? paid by Norman Osborn to do it. Yeah. It's just... Norman Osborn is yeah, playing yeah. here. Yeah, he's always... Which is what Dr. Octavius was after all along, is everyone to realize that Norman is a problem. Right. Yeah, I mean, Doc Ock isn't wrong at all. He just goes about it in a way that hurts people that don't deserve it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of the characters are just very, very well done in this game. And yeah. for an open world game like this, to have such a fantastic, meaty story, phenomenal. Oh, oh my goodness. We're totally missing like a major thing about Aunt May. Yeah. Aunt May ends up 
dying at the end of the game, um, which that was the closest I came to potentially crying at a video game yeah. since I finished the first season of The Walking because Dead. Because P- Peter is faced with the choice whether yes. to be greedy to, because he has the cure to uh, this, uh, what, Dragon's Breath yeah. uh, virus that was sent out. Uh, he has a cure to that, but, like, if he uses it now, like, if he uses it to save Aunt May, that means thousands of people will die because they need the cure to replicate it to create a vaccine for everyone. Yep. Um, but Aunt May needs it now. It's it's it, a very strong character moment where you yeah. see, like, how Spider, how Peter Parker Spider-Man is shaped right. through this event. Uh, yes, and, and just the the kind of directing and writing and acting of that scene was so fucking well done. Um, and, and I almost like, like started bawling my eyes out. Like, this is so sad to watch. Um, but I did think Peter made the right choice. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. That was good. And it was also very, very like, oh shit, with that scene when uh, Mary Jane starts to walk in, then she realizes what's happening and she's Mm -hmm. like, uh, I need to leave, (laughs) basically. Yeah, it's very, it it leaves Peter Parker in a very lonely place where he kind of needs someone. Yeah. Yeah. The ending of this game's just so fucking good. It's just very, very well done. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much I have else to say. I think we covered most of it. Yeah, it's... Talk about it throughout the weeks as well. But. Yeah, and I'm sure it'll come up again at the end of the year when we talk about Game of the Year stuff. Yeah. Uh, for me, not Game of the Year. No, me. no. It's, it's top ten for me, maybe not top five. For me, for me personally, it's not top five. Um, but we'll, we'll see how it all pans out at the end. I'm sure you'll have a different list than I do. I think it's top five for me, certainly right now. Um, there's still some games I really want to play coming down the road, but, uh, it it is a fun ass video game, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, with a, with a cool comic book, Spider-Man story with it. Uh, did you enjoy this game more than God of War? No. Out of curiosity. No. Okay. God of War is a top five game for me. Yeah. God of War is a... Potentially a top three game for me. God of War is potentially a game of the generation for me. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a list for another day. Yeah, man, but we're, we're a pro. <laughs> it's October, Tyler. It is. Yeah. We usually get to that stuff in December, early December, don't we? Yeah. I feel like it's been a long time since we've done one of these conversations. Well, video game, which is cool. Time flies, man. When this is a good year for video games. Yeah, I think the last time we really did this was probably for God of War. <laughs> yeah, I can think about it. Well, if we feel strongly enough about other video games, we will do it again. Yeah, I think one that I think this comes down to a factor of us playing a video game at the same time. Uh, which doesn't necessarily happen because we have different schedules and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I'd be interested in doing this for Life Strange 2 if we yeah. ever get around to it. Um, and definitely Red Dead is a big one on our radar. Yeah. 
that one might take a little bit longer to get through. <laughs> yeah, for either of us. That looks to be a much bigger game. I like the length of this game, though. Like, if you mm-hmm. just want to play the story, I mean, that's... Like, 18, 12, 18 15 hours? 15 to 20 hours, I'd say. Yeah. Probably more just around the 20, 20 yeah. hour range. Okay. But it, it's, a, it's a meaty game. It and God of War just had solid, strong, meaty stories and campaigns to them. Mm-hmm. I still need to go back to God of War. There's side stuff I need to do in that. Yeah. I need to go back to a lot of games. But here I am in 2018 doing a death march run of yeah. Witcher 3. I think I will try to platinum Spider-Man. Uh, I think I'm just going to chip away at it like I did with God of War. Yeah. I'm not going to just sit down and just bang it all out uh, in one one sitting. I think I might kind of just chip away at it as each DLC comes out mm-hmm. so over the next few months and just be like that, that's probably right. what I should have done honestly yeah. just be like oh, I'm just gonna go around and do a bunch of crimes and I'm gonna go over to do this DLC thing and go do some challenges and what was your favorite suit oh man so visually I really liked the uh, oh man what was it called oh I like the negative suit. Uh, the flaming skull suit looked. Mm. I think visually, yeah, cool. flaming skull suit w- might have been my favorite. Yeah. Um, I also like the comic book suit. The comic book one's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one a lot. That one's really good for screenshots. Yeah, definitely. I played most of the game with just a classic suit on, just because mm-hmm. I wanted to wanted it to feel like a classic Spider-Man story. Um, I fucking love that suit you get at the end of the game, though. Fighting Doc Ock. Yeah, that one's Oh, my God, cool. that looks so cool. That's what I'm rocking now. I'm just rolling around with that thing because I feel like a badass, badass dude with that one. Uh, I, I, I like the... I think it's the Iron Spider suit, which is the one he has in the Avengers uh-huh. movies. I think that one's cool. Oh no, they have the Avengers. They have the, they, There's a different one too. Like is there? the the Iron. Or wait, no. Okay, so they have the Homecoming suit and the Iron Spider suit. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of really rad suits. In yeah, this one. I, I stayed away from the Web Blossom suit power because I knew knew that one was going to be like. Oh well, this game's mindless now. For for the longest time, I wasn't using that uh, because I didn't even know it was a thing uh, until you brought it up, and I'm like, I'll I'll get it, I'll check it out. That is seriously OP. Yeah, I used it a few times just to get out of a pinch when I, I mean, really need it. I definitely it, recommend but... doing it if you're grinding out all the crime stuff because it'll oh, make yeah. that go by oh, faster. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's what I would do with certain crimes. I would just get in the middle and then use it and be like, all right. Almost everybody's time. Yeah, <laughs> he's broken. Yeah, you unlock the concussive blast thing to knock everyone on the ground. Yeah, with your with the suit tech, and then use the suit power to yep. wipe them up. Yeah, that's a very broken ability. Well, some of the abilities are cool. Not yeah. all of them. If I'm on a rooftop Land. battle, I'll use the punk's punk power where you uh, where it's like it knocks them up yep. all up in the air and then blasts them out, and yep. you can knock a shit ton of people off roofs with that. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's a, a lot game. of different ways to play Spider-Man. There is. It's a good game. I enjoyed living in this world. Yeah. For a while. I think so. that's gonna do it for us yeah. this week, Tyler. Yeah. It's getting late. It's a meaty episode. It is. 
a lot of meat on these bones. Oh, yeah. And until you want to stick your bone in next week, this has been the PlayStation Report, episode 134. Yes. We'll talk to y'all next time. Until then, be good to each other. Play your video games and... Get...